Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking at dinner or cutting the grass, which you turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. Okay, so like I was promising you at the introduction, we are going to get right into this dream that I had just last night. And we're going to talk about dreams and we're going to talk about why does God give us dreams and how do we know they're from God. And so I wasn't planning on having a dream to share today that just happened, but it just happened last night. And so I thought, well, instead of doing the normal, uh, what we've been doing, the different episodes for spiritual warfare for serious believers, I was going to do this teaching about this dream. And so let me uh, read the dream to you guys. So first of all, this is kind of cool. So I had this dream and it was one of those dreams you couldn't tell for sure if it, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of symbolic and you kind of thought it was a God dream, but I didn't know right away what it meant. And it wasn't a deep dream or anything, so I, I wasn't too concerned with it. So then I started reading, because I was wide awake by now, it's probably four in the morning or something. So I decided to read um, Bobby Connors' Shepherd Rod from last the, the um, Justice and the Gravel or something like that. And the very first thing I get to, he starts talking about dreams. And he's, and he's talking about write down your dreams and that God gives you dreams. So I'm thinking, okay, well, what's, what's the chances I'm going to turn right to where I'm at in that book and it be about writing down your dreams? So I'm thinking, oh, maybe I better write that dream down. So I'm thinking, well, it's the middle of the night. Well, four in the morning is the middle of the night to me. But anyway, so I'm thinking, let me go. Um, I knew there was a place on my, um, my iPad that I had written down other dreams and prophecies. So I went to that and I wrote it down. And as I was writing it, I began to get the interpretation. So I'm going to read the dream to you that I just had last night. Uh, I was in my childhood home, and it says early morning. It was early morning just before dawn. I hear a ruckus and look out the back window, probably the middle bathroom. And this was the house when I was a kid that I grew up in the same house almost the whole time. Two years I lived somewhere different when I was a baby baby. I see a lot of lights, and I see a man, um, and he's in a red old pickup truck, and he's basically stealing a lot of stuff from my dad's garage and behind my dad's house. And we had a lot of junk back there. Uh, my dad was into fixing cars and painting cars and, and hunting dogs. And I grew up with a dad who had a lot of fun things he did all the time. So there's all kinds of stuff back there. A lot of it was junk. And a lot of it was nice stuff, tools and things like that. So the, the guy has this really old, junky red pickup truck. And it was full of random stuff. Like I'm looking at it and I'm a little bit in shock because um, what is this guy doing with his lights and rumbling around back, you know, behind our house? It's a little ways. We had a pretty big, big yard and, and a big area where we lived. So was, he, was, he was wandering around the garage and I said it was, it was very junky looking, but it could have, could have been possibly valuable or at least important. And... Uh, and I knew that my dad would be really upset that somebody's trying to pull one on him. And I remember as a kid when people actually drove up in our driveway like young people to go to the bathroom or something, which is bad. 
but they drove off the main road, and my dad literally got a gun out and started shooting over their heads. He wasn't trying to kill them, but he was scaring them, and he really did scare them, and they jumped back in the car, and they drive out not looking, and um, then my dad calls the police to report a shooting. Somebody was shooting a gun in our area. So that was kind of how my childhood was, for real. So anyway, but I'll get into the interpretation of what the Lord was showing me with this. But I went into a panic, and I yelled for Dad to wake up and do something quick. Especially, okay, and here's the thing. I knew I was my age now, so in my brain, I knew my dad was in his 80s now, and yet we're at the childhood home. So there was a little bit of hesitation, and I didn't want my dad to get hurt. You know, I didn't want him to run out there and get hurt. So there was a, there was a going on inside of me was, do we let this guy get away with this, or, you know, I, I don't know, but I just, so I began to yell for my dad, but then I saw a little boy running out in the backyard going towards where the thief was, and I tried to stop him, and then all of a sudden I got, oh no, and the little boy in the dream looked like um, my younger brother when he was younger, or um, Michael when he was younger, my son, and Michael actually really loves to hang out and go hunting with the same brother, and when I saw that happening, I was alarmed. Like, I didn't want this person to hurt my son. So then I really called my dad because I knew at that point there wasn't time to get the police or anything, you know. So I, I said, Dad, Dad, we gotta, we've got to get, we gotta, we got to help the kid. And I, I was scared the little boy, which represented either Stevie as a child, but kind of Michael in my thinking during the dream. Then I shouted for Dad to hurry because now it concerned me that the safety of my loved one, the little boy. Dad joined me looking out the window, but he froze. And, and like I said, dad was now an old man. At the same time, I was relieved to see the thief drive recklessly out of our driveway. In other words, so before dad could even try to go out there, the guy was leaving. And like I said, there was nothing in the truck that showed up that you could tell. It was just some big things in the truck. But it, even looking at it, I thought, I, don't, I didn't see tools. I didn't see anything of value. So I ran to the other side of our house, and I looked out the window that would have been my brother's room, where you, trying to see if I could still see the car going. And he turned on a street that was beside our house. Like, it was our house, my uncle's house, and then the street. I knew exactly the street. I knew exactly what I was looking at. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I saw the guy driving there. And so, um, so, I, so I, I read it in here because it kind of told me what to do. I said, I looked at the one. I saw the thief park the junkie trunk loaded with random stuff from Dad's in the cul-de-sac off of uh, the street we lived on. And he pulled the truck where Dad and I could plainly see it. It was still full of Dad's junk. And that seemed important to me. Um, it, it made me angry that the thief might get to keep the stuff when he was caught red-handed. My dad didn't respond in the way he would have as a younger father. He was hesitant and not concerned that someone took his stuff. The fight wasn't there anymore. I was, I was relieved for his safety and thankful the little boy wasn't hurt at all in the dream. It was awkward with dad and I seeing the thief flee from the truck and dad not running after him. I was torn between doing something to let the thief know he was caught and wasn't going to keep that stuff, or waiting on calling the police, even if the thief might get away with his crime. So when I was writing it out, before when I just had the dream, it just seemed kind of random, but when I started writing it out, and so I got a little bit convicted that we need to write down our dreams. We need to write down our dreams because you'll start, you'll start unraveling things even as you write them down. Now, I'm not talking about a dream that isn't spiritual. So how do you know if a dream's from God? It kind of doesn't leave you alone. 
and you kind of start seeing a little bit of symbolism. And we talked about in one of the other uh, videos recently, we talked about, you know, that, that the enemy could try to give dreams. And a lot of times when he does it, he either plants fear or he plants false spirituality. He tries to make the dream almost too obvious. So you'll think it was God. So you begin to get confused. Is this dream from God or is this dream from the enemy? And um, I'm not going to really have time to get into all that. But it's really important. And we did t talk about that on episode um, a week ago or two weeks ago. So, so in this dream, though, it was kind of neat because when you have a dream like this and you write it down, see what keeps uh, hitting your spirit. Like what, what in this is God trying to show me? Well, I realized that to see my brother and my son, like almost the same person, and running towards danger, um, and knowing that my dad would normally run towards danger, I realized there's a generational curse. And so I really began to pray and break it off both of my sons. And my father, who no longer does this because of his age, and I think he's just really, really chilled in his old age, finally. That's like within the last year or two. But I began to realize that there was a running towards danger that was dangerous. And at the same time, I was praying before I went to bed about uh, getting rid of some of my stuff. Now that we don't have the giveaway here at the ministry, um, the stuff is accumulating. So I'm like, Lord, I need to get rid of this stuff. And so the stuff in the back of the truck that wasn't important kind of stood out to me because I realized, you know, my dad always collected stuff. He, he doesn't so much anymore. But And so that's something I saw as a kid, and I really relate it to my dad. And my dad was my hero. So I would begin to ask the Lord, really set me free from seeing stuff as being important. And I knew in the dream the stuff was not as important as my dad's safety. It wasn't as important as my son or my little brother's safety. And so I also knew in the dream I was reacting different than I would have reacted to the dream earlier, which is kind of cool. God will show you even in your dreams where you've matured. How cool is God, right? And so, but I started looking at the dream and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, nothing bad happened. So that was good. I still don't know for sure um, I would say more than likely we decided to call the authorities. That's what I would choose to do now and let them know that, hey, that's a that truck over there has my dad's stuff in it and see if the police could get there in time. And otherwise, just probably let it go. And so I started thinking about that. I'm thinking, you know, and what stirred up in me would be like in the dream, even like, how can he get away with that? We can't let him get away with that. Okay, and we'll look at the scripture in a little bit where the Lord says, you know, they want your, um, they want your jacket, give them your shirt. So it's like, don't get into that. So we'll look into that in a minute. But the scripture he gave me when I was looking at this was, I don't know why I came to this scripture, but I came to the scripture, uh, the word, the word that hit me was to retaliate. Like, how dare you take our stuff? You know, we're going to get you for taking our stuff. So when I went to, um, look up the word, um, retaliate. I only saw it in the Passion Translation. It's only one place, and it's in 1 Peter 3, 9. It says, never retaliate when someone treats you wrongly, nor insult those who insult you, but instead respond by speaking a blessing over them, because a blessing is what God promised to give to you. So that was kind of cool, and there's a scripture, bless those who curse you, and we talk about that spiritual law all the time, and what are you really doing? You're really putting it into God's hands and you're not letting the devil get in charge of it. And let me just say, in the world we're living in now, um, where it's really very dangerous, I was talking to my sister on the phone. She goes, you know, I saw somebody um, blow their horn at somebody 
and this is right here in, in our local area. And she said that young person uh, pulled out a gun, pulled out a gun while they were driving. And, and it really caused my sister to realize you can't just blow your horn anymore. You can't just, you can't react in anger because we're not living in that kind of world anymore. And so, um, and I had been praying for her actually because she would follow people and blow her horn if they bugged her or something. And I'm thinking, and I kept saying, Donna, we don't live in that kind of world anymore, you know. But, but that's part of this. You're supposed to bless them. You're supposed to bless them. So even, even in the dream, I blessed whoever that was who stole the, the truck. And we had a, a lawnmower um, taken from the ministry recently. It was a really old, not that big a deal lawnmower. But I didn't like the idea that somebody was, came onto the lot and took it. I did hear, though, Karen, oh, Karen's here. Someone had said that it was sitting outside for a while, so they maybe didn't go in the shed. I'm not sure. It, oh, oh, that's a different, oh, that's another lawnmower. Okay, the newer one is gone. All right, so we didn't know that. But anyhow, so, but I did just bless them. I said, Lord, whoever took that, just bless them. But it bothered me that somebody could come um, onto the lot because, you know, We've really dealt with the spirit of plundering. I encourage everybody to do that. And if we ever stole, but I never dealt with the, the thing that was a generational curse in my family to take matters into my own hands, to, to retaliate. And, um, and so I know as a child, that brought a lot of fear because I've, I've saw my dad before when a drunk uh, pulled it, ran us off the road. And then my dad got, kept going, it's driving fast and drove up right behind this man. And the man was going into a 7-Eleven and my dad just jumped out of the car, no, no, no weapon or anything, thank goodness. And he said something to the man like, hey, you almost killed my family. And the man pulled a, a knife on my dad. My dad hit him so hard, he was out cold, like in two seconds. And, um, and then my dad said, you need to call the police. There's a man passed out on the sidewalk. But, and, but I remember as a child being so afraid. I, I remember ducking down in the car when he went to do that crying, thinking that, that he was going to get hurt when I saw the man pull the knife on him. And so I'm just asking the Lord, and I've done this before, Lord, heal all that. Can we imagine how much healing is going to need to be done for kids who've been in this kind of lifestyle and inner city kids and kids who have parents who do drugs and have all this kind of thing going on as a regular part of life? We had better grow up, everybody, and get completely free ourselves so we can set people free. And even though these stories, you know, are, are entertaining, it's only because nothing bad ever happened. You know, it's because nothing bad ever happened. And, and I have heard... Um, uh, some people in the family, some of the nephews and, and all talking with that same kind of spirit, like, well, nobody's going to do that to me. And, and so we've got to give that to God. So I'm going to pray for everyone who's watching and listening, because I don't want that spirit of retaliation to, to be in your heart and set you up for the enemy to hurt you. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. And Lord, we ask that you, vengeance belongs to you, Lord. And so, Father, right now we all choose to bless those who cursed us. Lord, we choose to bless those who insulted us. And, Lord, we just believe when we do that, we get to walk in your spirit and not in the wrong spirit of the enemy. And, Lord, with that is divine protection. And so, Lord, we pray for every person who's ever come against us that you would, Lord God, save them. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. And so we have to do this seriously. We have to seriously recognize that we have to really forgive quickly and we have to bless those who curse us. We have to bless those who insult us. We're not to retaliate. And I really believe, is it, well, why would God give you that dream? Well, I think part of it is because I was asking uh, where, where the having too much stuff comes from. And then I realized in the dream, the stuff meant nothing compared to people's lives. And it didn't even matter if the guy took the stuff. And so, but as a kid, I didn't think like that. You know, as a kid, I'd see my dad try to protect his stuff. And so I had to really see uh, what's going on. And for those who are watching, we do this live in, in um, a Beauty for Ashes. And so you will hear sometimes children making sounds and adults walking around and all that kind of thing. But I'm cool. Everybody say hi. There you go. So anyway, um, and if you'd love to join us, we're at 487 Denby Boulevard, Newport News, Virginia. And that's every single Tuesdays at 7 and Fridays at 7 and Sunday mornings at 930. But anyway, so I was asking the Lord about the stuff thing. And I really realized, wow, that was planted in me there. I, had, I know where it came from um, with the aunt that I had. And I just so admired going to her house and her closet full and full and full of clothes. And she had this gigantic attic that she turned into a big closet with all these things and and coming from a family where we didn't have a lot I just thought that was all really cool and so I've already gotten past that but then I never saw this part about the way my dad you know defended his stuff and um and and I think something got in my heart about that that God had to set me free from so I can easily get rid of more stuff so um and so why am I telling you all this? Because when God gives us a dream, he's communicating with us and he's talking to us and he's answering things we've asked him for. And he's so nice. Isn't God nice? It's just so cool. He gives me a dream. But I don't know. I believe I could have, uh, I don't play with these kind of things. I broke the generational curse. I don't know that I ever saw it as an actual curse before, that this was something that my dad did. I'm pretty sure his father did it. He had brothers who did it. It was passed down uh, to my, both of my brothers and passed down uh, to my sons. My husband doesn't have that at all, not at all, but, um, but he got it generationally. And especially as they've been hanging out with their uncles, going hunting and things. And so I'm, and then I have a grandson now. So I'm breaking that off in Jesus name. And I'm, I hear that spirit of retaliation all over YouTube these days. It, especially, I think men have a harder time with who, you know, they're supposed to be the protectors and they're going to have to be led by Holy Spirit to protect us in this hour, We've, which we should always be led by Holy Spirit. But we do not want our sons. We do not want our grandsons. We do not want our husbands. We do not want our nieces, our, our, not our nieces, our nephews. We don't want women to do this either. But we certainly don't want that instinct that God's placed in men to be the providers and the protectors to actually cross the line into a place of taking vengeance into their own hands. Um, and then having horrible regrets. And so um, we need to pray. We need to pray against lawlessness. We need to pray for God to protect our police and protect authorities. We need to really pray for our military. And we need to really seek the Lord in the hour that we're living in. Because if I'm going to live lawless, then I have no authority against lawless. And if I'm going to be the one to retaliate, I actually open the door for the enemy to do something to make me retaliate. Why? Because retaliation is a spirit he planted in me. And that gives, that gives a way for him to set up situations for me to want to retaliate. Does that make sense? And so God is going to still use our Tuesday nights to heal us, cleanse us, and take us deeper. Aren't you excited about that?
Now, if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching. Then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you. 